I was lucky to only be, um, see and receive positive support from almost everyone, you know, on the national team, all my teammates, anyone that I've ever surrounded myself with, um, reached out their support. And I was, I was really thankful for that. Welcome to Champions Mojo Weekly Podcast, where your hosts Kelly Palace and Maria Parker share with you what it takes to be a champion. Kelly is a former Division I head swim coach, Olympic trials qualifier, and holds Masters World and National Swimming Records, and Maria holds world records in endurance cycling, and was the overall women's winner of the world's toughest bike race, Race Across America. They'll be sharing their personal stories and wisdom, along with interviewing other champions to give you the tools you need for becoming a true champion in your own life. And now, your host, Kelly Palace. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Champions Mojo podcast, where I am co-hosting with Maria Parker. We have a phenomenal show for you today. We'll be talking about staying strong in the face of adversity, and we have a great interview with someone who has done that so well recently, and that is none other than Madison Cox. Madison's swimming resume is very impressive. So, Maria, hello, friend. Hello, Kelly. I'm really excited to talk with Madison today. Me too, Maria. But before we bring Madison in, will you tell our listeners a bit about Madison's swim career? Sure, Kelly. Uh, Madison Cox is one of our top U.S. swimmers. After a stellar NCAA career at the University of Texas, where she was a multiple-time All-American and school record holder, she went on to win a gold medal in the 2017 World Championships as part of the U.S. 4x200 free relay and earned an individual bronze medal in the 200 IM. Madison finished just two spots out of making the 2016 Olympic team in the 200 and 400 IM. And Madison just keeps getting better. She was recently ranked number one in the world and is currently ranked number one in the U.S. in the 200 IM. She's also currently on a fantastic run at the TYR Pro Swim Series, winning the 200 IM at the last two stops. Needless to say, there's definitely some momentum building with her swimming performance. Yes. Without further delay, let's talk to Madison about this momentum. So, Madison, welcome to Champions Mojo. Thank you for being here. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Maria. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be with you guys today. Wonderful. So, Madison, we've named today's show Steadfast Strength because we think that you have recently gone through, conquered, and are now performing at the next level that requires just unbelievable strength. But before I ask you the first question, I want to give our listeners who may be unfamiliar with your story a quick background. Is that okay with you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And if I um, miss something or you need to correct anything, just feel free to jump in. Um, So in February 2018, you failed a drug test for what we know now was a minuscule amount of a banned substance that was hidden in a daily vitamin that you had reported taking for seven years. Initially, you were given a four-year ban, which turned into a two-year ban. And then after um, you had served six months, the powers that be decided to just eliminate your ban altogether. So you were done and you finished serving that ban in September of 2018. However, because of this 
um, ban, which went from March 2018 to September of 2018, you were forced to miss several major swimming events. You had to return fees that were paid by the U.S. Olympic Committee and U.S. Swimming. You had to return grants and prizes. Um, you were also unable to pursue lucrative corporate sponsorships. And additionally, to make that lost income worse, you and your family incurred considerable expense in hiring several medical and legal experts to seek the source of this banned substance, which had to be done to prove your innocence. Does that about sum it up? That does. Um, I think I think it's good to note, too, that the so the four year ban was the initial ban. And then after a trial in um, Switzerland, it was reduced to two years uh, based on good character. And then it was six months, it, it was reduced to six months, um, basically just time served uh, after we were able to prove the source in the multivitamin. Yeah. So uh, thank you. So this, that's really not we wanna, what we want to talk about. We know you've you still got that kind of um, going a little bit in the background with some legal matters. And I hope that, um, you know, that that vitamin company will We'll have to give you some compensation, at least for what you've gone through. But what we want to talk about today is um, how you got through these tough times this past year with this suspension. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, I think it's really important to talk about because I I learned a lot from that. I wish um, I hadn't had to go through all of that to get to where I am now. You know, you it's, it'd be nice to just have learned these less life lessons and to, um, have, you know, the, the tools and the, um, all the, all the things that I gained, um, from that experience. It'd be nice to just have all those, um, without having to go through it. But, um, but looking back on it now, uh, I'm still, I still wouldn't say I'm thankful for it, but, uh, I have grown a lot. And I think what I went through has prepared me, um, for a great, you know, next year, year and a half, whatever it may be in the sport. And what what are some of the main things that you have learned? Um, I what I've learned a lot about is um, is just I think resilience is kind of the main thing. Is I've you know I had to go in and out of the pool every single day, um, it, you know, with this weight on me, knowing this. Um, nobody at the time knew. My coach knew on deck, but that was it. And I had to go into the pool and still train and do everything that I could do um, because I. I knew in my heart that I didn't do anything and that, um, they, I wasn't going to have to be punished for something I never did. Um, so going into the pool training with that on your mind, it's just, I mean, it's hard. And, uh, but I, you know, I had my teammates, I had, they didn't know at the time, but they were there. Um, they really helped me a lot get through those practices where I just felt almost, you know, like I was suffocating from this, uh, this, this weight that I had. Um, so yeah, I, I learned how to just, you know, you get through tough times, not, nothing is going to be ideal. You know, that, that'd be great if you could just come into practice and every single day was a perfect day and you were happy and everything was great. But a lot of times that's, that's not the case. You know, it, it might not be as severe as, as what I went through or maybe even more, you never know. And, um, you just still go in, you, you, you put your head down, you do the work and, uh, and you also help others in the process too. I think that was, that was cool to see is how, all my teammates, that's, I mean, that's how I kind of got through it. They were there, uh, with me from the start to the finish and, and helped me a lot to just even, you know, even little jokes that they would say during practice, those little tiny things, um, really meant a lot. And so it's, that's also helped me 
now looking back when I have another teammate, you know, that might not be doing well or, or struggling and that, you know, I can, I can help them and be there for them too. Do you have, did you have some specific techniques you used to keep your, your head in the game while you were practicing and put away the, the bad stuff? Um, that's a good question. I, I don't know about specific techniques. Um, but, but I think it's, so I would get into practice every day and I'd just be like, I mean, totally devastated. And, you know, it's, it's swimming was really hard because that, that's the thing I love, you know, it's the thing that, um, that, that I was there for to, to compete and train and, and perform my best and to have that at the line where I'm like, I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to do this. It's, it was hard going to practice. And I think I just would let my mind go, you know, I would just let myself be happy and let myself invest in my, in my teammates and, and whatever was going on in the moment. I think that's, that's really important. That's something I've also um, been able to apply to my entire life is, you know, when I'm doing one thing, that's what I'm doing at that time. You know, when I'm in the water, I'm a swimmer. That's what I'm focusing on. I get out of the water, I go to the classroom and do homework, whatever it may be. And I'm, I'm a student and I'm, I'm learning and I, whatever may have happened at practice, I put behind me and, you know, it's, it's really being in the moment. Um, I think that's, that's the biggest thing that I learned, um, from that. So, yeah, I, I don't know if there's a specific technique, um, but just kind of being in the moment. I like, I like that idea. I like that concept of just being present with what you're doing at this moment. That's excellent. Yeah, that that's exactly. Um, in fact, one of, you know, our questions that we ask all of our guests is, what techniques did you learn from swimming that you've taken outside of the pool to deal with challenges? So to me, that's exactly, you know, in the pool when you're, you know, you're in the middle of your 200 IM, you're thinking about your breaststroke on your breaststroke. You're not thinking about something else. So um, it sounds like you were doing that. And can you try to think of something else with your swimming that, you know, when you're going through tough, tough times in swimming, either the training or the lifting or the meets that you used in this case? Okay. So swimming just in general, I mean, it's, it's a tough sport. We all know that, right? I mean, there's so many hours. It's, it's ridiculous when I think about how many hours I put in a day to the sport for a two minute race. You know, it, it, it's just, it's insane. The amount of dedication um, and, and motivation you have to have to, to really make it in the sport. And I think that's that one thing, that's one thing that I, I took with me into this case. I know it would have been easy. I mean, I could have been easy to just be like, well, you know what, like, it's not meant to be something's not meant to be. I'll just take my four, four year band and run and not, and not try to gain some justice out of it. You know, it, I knew it was a long road ahead when I, when I went into it, but I don't think for a second, I, I doubted, um, what I had chosen to do with hiring the lawyer and, um, deciding to prove my innocence. I think, um, I think I, I took that, that lesson of, of swimming, you know, we want something, we go after, we work our hardest for it. And I think, um, we, my, me, myself and my parents included my coach did that with this, with this trial, we decided, you know what, we're going to go all in. We're going to get justice from this. We're not going to get, um, we're not going to get banned for something we never did. And we, it, it was, it was a hard and long road. And I remember every phone call I got, I was, I was scared to pick it up because it was most of the time it wasn't good news, but, um, we just persevered. And that, that's what, that's what swimming's about. You know, that's, that's what happens when you have a bad season. It's, it's really easy to just throw in the towel and be like, Oh, I, you know, this sport isn't for me. It's too hard. I'm, I'm not getting best times, but I'm trying so hard. But 
Um, but as athletes, that, that's not what we do. We, you know, you pick yourself up, you learn from the lessons and you, you move forward and you get better along the way. That is a beautiful, beautiful answer. And right off the cuff, man, you just that you nailed that. And that is exactly what I was looking for. So I, I think that's, that's so great, Madison. So um, obviously, you've dealt with this big challenge that we all know about, you know, but is there another uh, major challenge that you've overcome in your life to get where you are to be so successful? Um, yeah, I think that that's a good question. And uh, when I first hear that question, I think, oh no, like th- this is the, the big one, but I think all challenges are relative, you know, um, people may be going through challenges more severe than this or less severe, whatever it may be, every challenge, a challenge to each person. And, um, so, so looking back, I mean, it, what the one challenge for me, I guess was, um, you know, I, I came from a small town and not small town, but a relatively small town up in West Texas where, you know, football is the main sport. Basketball is the main sport. You that swimming is not the main sport. You know, it's it, it's hard to um, it's hard to choose swimming and and really decide that that's the direction I wanted to go. I was thankful to have a good coach there, but um, it was a challenge. You know, being recruited to a D one university, going to to the University of Texas um, from being from West Texas, it's that that was a bit of a challenge. Um, but, you know, you, you have your support system behind you and you have your goals in your mind. And, and with that combination, it's, it's really hard to be stopped. Yes, absolutely. How did you develop that determination? Was that from swimming or do you think your parents raised you that way? Um, I think it's a, I think I just kind of had a lucky combination of a few things. Um, my parents always, you know, they taught me to be driven. I remember, um, every basketball. I, I really liked basketball growing up and we would get tickets to, um, basketball game every year because my dad wanted to show us, you know, this is what being an athlete in college is like. He really wanted to instill that in us and, you know, achieving more, you know, always looking ahead of you for the next step for what, what do you want to, what do you want to do next? What, what's your next goal? Instead of just being complacent of where you are, you know, even with my sisters now who, who they're just in the working world, he's like, okay, what, what else do you want to do? How do you want to get better from here? Um, so I think my dad was a big part of that. Um, my mom as well. She, I mean, I remember her dropping me off at practice every day, every day saying, win practice, win practice. And so, um, my parents definitely, um, instilled that, that drive and motivation in me. And then also my, my coach from home, um, like I said, I was grew up in West Texas and, uh, my coach Trey Hayes there. Um, yeah, he really, uh, I remember he, he was, I have this weird thing where I do not wear the color red. Um, that's, that's not my, I hate that color. I just, it's, it's not what I wear, choose to wear. Um, and <laughs> the reason for that is because it's second place. And that, that, that came from my coach from home. He, you know, we always wore blue and gold, blue and gold were our colors. Um, uh, cause it's, cause it's first place. And, you know, you don't, you don't wear red cause you don't want to get second place and you just always have your mind on, on getting gold. And so I think that that's where that little quirk came from, but it kind of instilled something in me because I, I genuinely just don't like the color now. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I had a lucky little combination of my coach from home and my parents, um, that really helped me, uh, develop this drive and motivation that, that I've been able to carry with me. I love the concept of win practice. I'm going to remember that win practice because that's what it's yes. about. You know, bring, I love it. That is really great. And is uh, is the red thing why you didn't go to Stanford? <laughs> <laughs> no, I 
I actually really like Sanford and I told myself when I'm like, they're cardinal. They're not, it's not red. It's cardinal. It's, you know, it's off shade. It's not exactly the second place red. Um, but no, I really did. Um, I, I really loved Stanford and, uh, yeah, I, I would, I don't know why I didn't look at like, you know, Cal or Michigan or something. It's, those are my favorite colors. <laughs> the but, blue and golds. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, they're perfect. But no, I, I love Stanford despite their red tone colored. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I just lo- I love both of those concepts of the win practice and don't wear red because it means second. That's that's great. So um, tell us about your your goal setting. Are you a goal setter? Oh, absolutely. I am. Yeah. What do you what do you do for that? Yeah. So I just I mean, we actually on the team every year growing up, either with my high school coach and as a high school or college coach, uh, we have a a goal meeting where you sit down and you talk about your goals for the year and what you want to accomplish. And, um, I'm, I'm pretty, um, diligent about working on those goals. You know, I, I think I want to set, I like set realistic ones that are, um, that I know are within my realm, but, um, but also never setting the bar too low. You know, it's, if you set the bar too low, you get complacent and, um, it's hard to really motivate yourself to, to get better. So I, I definitely set semi lofty ones. I think if anyone else saw them, they would they would maybe think I was crazy. But uh, but I, I know what I do in the pool um, every day. So um, I've never doubted them for a second. Beautiful. And um, do you have any advice for our listeners who are swimmers or non swimmers who you know they have some goals out there that are really tough um, and they want to reach them? What advice would you give them? stick with it. You know, it's, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. It's, it's the, the little things day in and day out. Um, make sure you're paying attention to detail. It's, it's the little things, um, that you just really get right over and over again. Um, and those will all kind of compile to, to help you achieving that one big goal. Yeah. I love, I love that. The little, little, little steps end up making the whole big thing. It's hard to take one giant leap, but if you just take a step back, go by it, go at it, you know, one little bit at a time, it, it, it's a lot more achievable and, um, and, and it needs you to wrap your mind around too. So. Absolutely. Don't be scared of your goals either. That's another, that's another big thing. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. Uh, it sounds like you've had incredible support and, in, you know, your coach and your parents. Can you talk about the role of just help in terms of overcoming, you know, terrible adversity like you have and also achieving your goals? Yeah. I mean, that's so important. You can't, you can't do this alone. You know, you're in a sport. It's, that's a team thing. It's, I know you swim individual races, but you still have a team sport. I know, I mean, no way I'd be where I am without my, you know, my coaches, like I said, and parents, but also my teammates every, every day, you know, those, those are also an instrumental part of your success. Um, so yeah, I was really digging those relationships too. You know, you need to build yourself up this, this great community because days aren't going to be great. You know, sometimes are going to be hard and, and it's those people that'll really help you get through those times. Um, and the people that, that just encourage you too. And you, and you can do the same for them. I've always felt, um, better with my own swims when I'm supporting someone else, you know, when I have a teammate that's going really fast, it, it's, it's easy to see that and get inspired by that and, and go fast yourself as well. So, um, so just digging into those relationship relationships, um, and the community around you is, is really important. Did you have to ask for help? You know, let's, you know, talk about, you know, during the, when the band first came, you know, did you, did you, did you seek out help or did every, did the people that you love just support you and, and give you what you needed? Yeah. So the, the, so it's, it was hard because it was, had to be really 
really, really um, kept in a small circle, you know, but I didn't, I didn't want any of this getting out at the time, especially because I, I never thought I'd actually get a ban. And I was hoping it would, it would never even have to come out. And uh, so I, I had to keep it in, within a pretty tight group. And so that, that, that little circle was my parents, um, my coach, Carol Capitani, and my other coach, Eddie Reese. And um, so they, I mean, they, they, gave me tremendous amounts of support. Just, just that little circle. It was, it was, um, it was mind blowing how much support, um, I was able to receive just from that small circle. Uh, and then after it eventually all came out by, you know, my friends, everyone supported me as well. And I I was really thankful for that. I, I remember the day it came out. Um, I, my phone was just, my phone was blowing up and it was, I was, I was really nervous of what was to happen. You know, I, I know there's people that will have their own, um, opinions out there in the world. And, you know, they're, they're, they have the right to those opinions as well. Um, but I was lucky to only be, um, see and receive positive support from almost everyone, you know, on the national team, all my teammates, anyone that I've ever surrounded myself with, um, reached out their support. And I was, I was really thankful for that. That's probably in part about who you are too. And people knowing who you were, I would imagine Madison. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the other thing I had to hold on to is, is like if the people who really know me, the people I really care about, I don't think for a second they'd ever think that I would, would do anything even remotely close to cheating. So um, the, the other people out there, I mean, so they, they, they can have their opinions, but it's, it's people who, are, who I really surround myself with that I, that I cared about. So you go from this small town in West Texas to the University of Texas, which is, you know, obviously one of the great swimming universities in our country and you're swimming for Carol Capitani and she is one of only two women coaches in the top 25 in division one and uh, I'd just love to know your thoughts you're a strong woman you're swimming for a strong woman Um, what are your thoughts on swimming for a woman which is really kind of rare um yeah it's it's funny because I I think I kind of almost forget that too I mean I think like, I don't, I don't think of it, her as any different, you know, I'm like, she obviously has the same capabilities as any male coach. I, I don't think there's any discrepancy there. I mean, if not, she is, she's, I, you know, I think the world of Carol, so I think she's even a better coach maybe, but, um, but I, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of sad to hear that number two out of, out of all the, the top programs, um, two female head coaches, because I, I mean, women are just as capable as capable as men, you know, there, there's, there's no difference, especially coaching wise, um, between them. And I think Carol brings a lot to the table, um, her knowledge of the sport, she's been in it for, you know, I mean, almost her whole life. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm really thankful to have her there and her guidance as well. Um, uh, and, and yeah, I, I hope to see more, more women coaches in the future because, um, I think maybe that the reason for that, that number is that it has been a, a male dominated position for so long that uh, women are just now, you know, coming around and, and uh, believing themselves as capable, just as capable as men, which they are. Um, and, and I hope to see that number uh, increase in the next few years as well. Could you ever see yourself coaching swimming? You know, I, I've thought about it. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I really love the sport and I, and I want to give back to it as much as possible. Um, but, and I, I don't know if that would be my role, if that, if I, if that's what I'd be good at or not. And, um, I'm not sure I, I've actually considered, so I'm, I plan to go to medical school after swimming. Um, but I've considered, um, 
helping out, you know, wherever I go to med school, helping out with the team, maybe coaching a little bit, because I, I do just love the sport and I love to see people um, achieve their goals in the sport. Uh, so it would be really cool to, to be able to still be around it and, and helping out. Yeah, that's and and I I totally agree with you. And the reason I you know I wanted to ask you because you are swimming for Carol, and um, I'll tell you a quick little story that um, just shows you know I think as a swimmer, you know I grew up as a swimmer, went to Olympic trials, you know was an NCAA All American, got my master's in exercise science, wanted to be a coach, wanted to be my big goal was to be a Division One head coach. So I finally get. A Division One head coaching position. I'm the head women's swimming coach at the University of South Carolina. They, uh, the athletic director, walks me out to meet my new team. Of course, none of those women I recruited. So there's about, you know, about 20 women sitting there, and it was in the was in the early, yeah, it was early August. So they were all coming out, you know, returnees, and the coach had left in the middle of the summer. So they were sitting there all with their arms crossed and looking kind of grumpy. And one of the captains from last year raised her hand and said, we don't want to swim for a woman. Wow. That's that's incredible. Yeah. I'm completely shocked by that. Yeah. And and the reason it didn't shock me is because, you know, and that was 1990. So, you know, it's it's a long time ago, thank goodness. But um, it, the reason it didn't shock me is because I'm not sure when I was swimming that I would have thought about swimming for a woman either. So it's not a, I mean, I'm, you know, this isn't a big women's lib thing. It's just, um, I, I think, so I, I asked, so I went through the, the crowd of my girls and I said, so, you know, Susan, what, what are you studying here? I'm pre-med. What are you going to be? I'm going to be a doctor. Okay. Do you want patients not to come to you because you're a woman? And then, you know, somebody who was pre-law, who was going to be an attorney, you know, I'd say, well, what are you going to be? I'm going to be an attorney. Well, do you want people not to come to you because you're an attorney? And so, um, you know, it it turned around, um, I think, some of their thinking. But I, I understood at that time there were, you know, very few women coaches. I, I, th- I just think it's a matter of familiar- familiarity that, you know, that you're just used to looking up and seeing men and that, you know, and I totally get what you say. You look up and you see Carol and she's just a competent you know, amazing, educated top coach. And so you don't think of it. So, but it, it, you know, I had to ask you because you're a strong woman, you swim for a strong woman. And I think, I mean, I mean, I think the, the thread that you'll hear in a lot of the interviews that we have with the top college coaches, one of the things that I have found that they all say is it's an incredibly hard job. I mean, it's just, you know, you're, you're managing so much and that being a division one head coach, is a hard job. So it's, it's just a hard job. And I think, um, you know, if, if you want to go do it, you got to be strong no matter, you know, whether you're male or female. But anyway, I, I just, I wanted to tell you that story and glad that I'm, I'm glad you told me that. Cause I mean, when I was looking at colleges, male, female coach, that didn't even cross my mind. I, I was not part of even the the decision I made at all. Um, That's however, wonderful. having made the decision to swim for Carol and such a strong, um, female role model. I think that's, that's part of why I'm such a strong um, woman as well is, is because of, is because of Carol. So I'm, I'm beyond thankful to have chosen her and some for her program and been able to look up to her for the past six years now. I love it. I love it. Nice. That's really nice. um, Madison, second to last question is 
what's in your future? What are you, what are you kind of excited about or what, what are you looking for down the road here? Uh, so my, you know, more immediate future in the next year or so, um, it's swimming, you know, it's, this, this is a big year coming up with 2020 and, uh, and, and that's what I've kind of, that's what I'm investing in and really training for every day and, and putting my, all my energy into that. Um, not all my energy, because I do like, you know, I have other things outside of swimming. Uh, and with that, I'm also applying to medical school right now. So, um, that would be applications right now are for fall of 2020 admissions in a medical school. So my plan would be to, um, compete 2020 and then, um, go directly into medical school and start that journey. So, and, and like I said, I, I mentioned earlier that it would, I would really like to, you know, wherever I go, if I could be, you know, a, a volunteer assistant, a grad assistant, whatever it could be just to help out the swim program there. Um, that, that would be my ideal future. It's impressive to me that you went through uh, an, a pre-med program and swam so well. And and now you're, you know, obviously you've had to take the MCAT and you're still managing that incredibly tough uh, workouts and preparation that you have to do for the swimming pool. That's, I, I just don't know how you did that. Well, I, I think it kind of goes hand in hand. I always found myself whenever I had a good semester in school, I also had a good semester in swimming. I think it's just um, like we were talking about earlier, those translatable skills, I think, um, swimming has prepared me, you know, to be a great student as well, because hard work is hard work. You know, it's just, you work hard in the pool, you get out, you work hard, um, in, in the classroom. And I think an, another tool that with that would, would is time management, you know, as swimmers, we don't have much time and every, every second we have is pretty valuable. So I've, I've learned to, to use that with, with school as well. And, um, it, it helped me to be diligent in my studies and, uh, and stay focused and, um, stay, um, stick with my priorities as well. Yeah, that is that's great stuff. Great stuff. So <clears throat> last question, Madison, is there anything that we've missed that you want our listeners to know about you or anything? I think we've kind of covered it. Um, yeah, I, I think what you said at the beginning of the podcast was, you know, this is podcast is for to help um, help everyone. And so I, I really do hope that, you know, hopefully no one has to go through my specific unique experience. Um, but I do think there are things that I learned from that that, that, that we've talk, talked about um, that that are really applicable to, to you know, anyone out there. So I, I hope that um, I hope that people do do gain a lot from this and um, and it helps them. I, lo- I love that you want to encourage people, Madison. That's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what it's all about, though. You know, you, you go through hard things and you you figure it out and then you turn around and you help the next person behind you. Absolutely beautiful. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you with us today. We're so going to be cheering for you going into this next year. And, Absolutely. You know, you, you just, like I said, you've just got such great momentum and great attitude, and you're so talented. And, you know, it's just, I could, I just see great things for you. So we're, we're just thrilled and to have you. Incredibly hardworking and disciplined. Yeah. I think, I think you've got this future, Madison. Go for it, girl. Yeah. Thank you, Marianne. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys having me on the show. It's been fun. So, Maria, wow, what an amazing young woman Madison Cox is. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. She was, she blew me away. So mature, so thoughtful, an incredible person. Yes. So what are your takeaways from all this great stuff Madison discussed with us? Well, Madison really is a champion, and she has worked out how to be a champion 
um, that lots of it stuck with me. But the one of the things that I love that she said is that she goes to every practice and she tries to win the practice. And I, I love that because what she's doing is showing up, like our other guests have said, and, and, and bringing her best to every practice. So she's not, she's going in there as if to each practice, as if this was, you know, this was something that, that she can win. And I, and I, I found, find that so inspiring in terms of my own personal athletic workouts. So many times I just go through the motions and, you know, if if you want to be a champion, you know, you can't just go through the motions. You got to show up and give it your best. Of course, you have to have energy and time to do that. But, but I loved, I love the concept of win the practice and we can win, we can win putting dinner on the table. (laughs) You know, we can win, we can win, you know, the, this work day, like I can go to work and say, all right, this, I'm going to win this day. What does that mean? What is that going to look like for me? So I I love that concept. Yeah. Do you you, you think that's like, um, kind of, she also talked about staying in the, in the moment. Do Do you think that's where it kind of can apply to everyday life? I think that's part of it. Um, you know, giving giving your best in that moment, but also I think it requires to win the practice requires having a goal for the practice, right? To so so you go, you know, you're yes, you're in the moment, and, and in each moment you're trying to do the best that you can do. But also, you know, you go to work or you let's say let's just make a really mundane example, um, fixing dinner. Like okay, so here's what I'm going to fix, and I'm going to. I'm going to enjoy it. That's the in the moment process. But also this is the plan and this is, and I want to do it, you know, I don't want to just slop it down. I want to do it excellently. I want to, I want to do it carefully. So, you know, I think you can, you can win at anything you do by having that attitude that I can bring my best to this moment. I love it. Yeah. So, so that's great. So the winning the practice could be just winning anything that you're doing and 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 really right. focusing on that moment. So that's right. a great takeaway. Yeah. I know you had some. I um my first one I I had two um my first one was how she talked about just step by step to reach her goals. And this is a theme that we're seeing throughout all of our interviews with coaches. That's and, absolutely right. You yeah. know, coaches and champions that you just take it one step at a time and it's so it was it, you know it's just so mature of her and and I'm sure that applies to everything she's doing as you know um we talked about with her she is pre-med and she's she's got goals she wants to reach academically she's got goals she wants to reach swimming wise um and now you know she's a pro swimmer so she's going to have schedules and travel and lots of things. So um, I love just, you know, that 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 was one of the things that um, champions do is take things step by step, not look too far down down the road. How about another one for you? Yeah, I like that. I mean, she she is accomplishing and has accomplished enormous things. And I think to normal people like me, (laughs) that can seem like, you know, how do you do that? And and she told us how she did it. She did, you know, you don't do the whole thing. And, you know, we've talked about this so many times. You don't do something big all at once. You do it, yeah, you do it in, in tiny bits. And I guess that is part of her kind of also winning the practice. If she's winning the practice, that's a step, right? Yes. I love it, love it, love it. How about for you? What's another one? Um, uh, obviously, 
you know, with with meta, pre being pre med and also being a champion swimmer, um, she she has to. I, I just don't even know how she does it. I'm I'm married to a physician. I was there when he was pre med, and it took all of his energy. I can't imagine swimming and taking those really tough classes. And so, I was so impressed with the with that. And I and and she talked about time management. What has she learned from swimming? And part of it is time management. So you know, what does that mean? Everybody talks about time management. You know, she has to know you know, what she's doing every day. She can't just, you know, wake up and think, oh, what am I going to do today? <laughs> you know? right. so, so if she, so she, so if she was, if she's swimming, you know, two a day practices and she's also going to class and she's also got exams, you know, she has to know what she's doing with her time. And I just, I, I love, um, I love that about her, that she's figured that out at, you know, at such a young age that, you know, she can achieve these big goals by, by managing her time properly. Yes. So, yeah. Were you impressed with that? Yes, I love time management. And, you know, time management is kind of, it's not sexy. It's kind of an old school thing, but it is absolutely a character trait of champions. And if it's, That's right. you know, it's people, you know, it, again, it's just, it's just, it's just not that exciting to talk about time management, but it absolutely is. And, and especially with the way that all of our time is, is divided now with, you know, you can, you can lose an hour just chasing a Facebook friend and. Oh, that's so true. You know, so. Yeah. There are so many distractions. So time management is partly saying no to distractions because you have, you know, from one to two, you're doing this and from two to three, you're doing that and so on. And, you know, so I think, I think it's, as you say, I love, I love that you said it was old school and boring because it is, I think sometimes people will, you know, roll their eyes back into their head when you talk about time management. But I, I would have to agree that no champion can get there without managing their time. Yeah. And I love it that it came from a fresh, young face, up and comer in all areas of her life that she said right. time management and not not us older ladies, you know. So <laughs> I love it. That was great, Madison. Yeah, it's almost parental. Yes, you know, yes. You should manage your beautiful. time better. <laughs> so um, my second item, which I just absolutely respected and you know it, it, it ties into actually I, I think our number one podcast I think this is our 20th podcast and oh my goodness in our very first podcast we talked about overcoming obstacles and things that are just thrown in your path that just just bring you to your knees and what um, Madison yes. has gone through this past year and conquered is truly amazing and we asked her how she did it and she said she felt better when she was supporting someone else, that she did it through mm. being with her teammates. And I love that. And and that was something that we talked about that, um, you know, when you're going through something tough in life, there's always somebody going through something tougher. Always. You know, it's like always, always, yeah. always, always. So, you know, again, another very mature, very wise um, statement by her. But you know, I, I just yeah, that's that's really beautiful and unselfish. And she's right. I can remember my my even my parents saying that to my to me. Like if you're if you're suffering, help someone. Yes. If something bad is happening to you, help someone. And and that was Madison figured that out on her own. That if she was yeah, and she also had perspective, right? You know, she you know she said what she went through was awful. It sounded awful to us, right? It's awful, but she recognized that it wasn't as awful as other things that could happen. So I, I, 
Again, very, very mature, amazing woman. Yes. Yeah. A lot to take away there. So so we each got two takeaways, which I think are great. And I don't want to, you know, we want to keep our podcast to a, a reasonable time length here. So um, let's wrap it up with our action items and then uh, we'll do our quote of the week and that will be another another show here. So, Maria, what uh, what action items do you uh, an action item that that our listeners can do? Well, I'm going to go uh, as a parent with <laughs> time management. So I'm I I I think uh, a lot of people misunderstand time management. Um, and you and I were talking about this before. But when 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 you you. Time management is essentially scheduling your time and managing your time. But one of the biggest mistakes people make is not prioritizing their tasks. So, you know, for instance, I might wake up this morning and I'm moving. So there's a million things to do, right? Um, and, and I, you know, I could write down a hundred things and I could do the easy thing first, which, you know, for me might be to, I don't know, fold my clothes, but the hard thing, you know, is I've got to go through this box and organize everything. So I think the, 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 the action item for time management is when you have your to-do list, make sure that you put the most, the three most important things at the top and do those first. Um, some people call it swallowing the frog, <laughs> do the hard thing first. And, and, you know, so if you wake up in the morning and there's 23 things you got to do, look at that list and like which one of those, which three of those 23 things will move you towards your most important goals. And also what's the hardest thing? Because for most of us that are, the morning is our time of high energy and we can, we can face the, we can face the frogs first. So my action item is make sure tomorrow when you make your to-do list that you put the hard things first and the most the ones that will move you towards your goal i think there's a book called the one thing you know what is the one thing that's going to move you most towards your goal and also and it's usually something hard because otherwise you would have already done it <laughs> so that's, that's my action i, I love it and i totally Kelly? agree with that you know i'm a a, a list maker and some days i just do the easy stuff but if i really yeah. want to have a day where i feel like i've satisfied, you know, myself. I go for the hardest, worst thing. And it may take all day to do that one thing, but I right. I do it. Right. So great, great. Um, my action item would simply be the consistent theme of whatever is really like if you have something in your life that is just overwhelmingly um, hard or bothering you is think of think of who else might be going through something that you could help them with and, you know, and, and be there for them. And sometimes that just takes enough pressure off of you with that, whatever, you know, whatever's causing you, uh, the, to suffer or the pain, um, you know, to, to get a little bit of strength and to get your perspective. So, you know, whatever it is, look to other people that you might be able to help get through. And then, and then everybody, you know, a rising, tide raises all ships so who else can you and kelly yeah i know you've done that because i I can i can remember dozens of conversations where you were struggling you know as our listeners know you're a breast cancer survivor and you were struggling with some big things your skin and and uh, you would call me and we would talk and you would say maria what are your challenges what's going on with you and then you would reach out in a way and try to help me 
during a time when I know you were struggling with other things. So I know that you live by that credo and it's a good one. Yeah, I think that's been the theme of my life, how, you know, started a charity and a breast cancer website. And I just I just I really feel like that's a good one. So, um, well, then those are a couple of action items. And we have uh, another show that is wrapped and we're going to do the quote of the week and then come back and say goodbye. This week's quote of the week is from Helen Keller. Character cannot be developed in ease and quiet. Only through experience of trial and suffering can the soul be strengthened, ambition inspired, and success achieved. So, Maria, thank you so much for doing this. While I know you're moving and it's a tough week, but, uh, you know, somebody like Madison is such an inspiration, isn't she? She is. It's the the time that we spent with Madison was well worth it um, in terms of inspiring me to to go out there and and do better. So, yeah, no, it's been uh, terrific. All right. Well, all right, listeners, hope to see you next week. Thanks. Yeah, looking forward to um, we'd, we'd love your comments. Please uh, like and share our uh, Facebook page and also uh, subscribe on YouTube. We are so grateful that you spent this time with us today, and we hope that you heard something that inspired, motivated, and educated you. Signing off for myself and my champion co-host, Maria Parker, we hope you'll join us again soon, and we know you can be a champion. Thank you for listening, and please see below for a copy of the show notes, for any links or important information that we've referenced here. You've been listening to the Champions Mojo podcast, designed to make you feel inspired, motivated, and educated. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Also, visit championsmojo.com to learn more.